I did it without an album All the ones getting still care about mixtape If you want to know about, you know, what I was going through Or what I had gone through during this particular period in my life You know, listen to the album It's like I'm working on an album and a mixtape at the same Welcome to the album and the mixtape, your place to celebrate the importance of sharing our experiences through hip-hop and music, therefore, storytelling through bars. I'm your host, Julie M., mathematician, chemist, lawyer, daughter, friend, sister, mentor, mentee, hip-hop storyteller, ballet dancer, and most importantly, Jesus-loving kind of gal. What's up, it's your girl, Juliem. Welcome back to the album and the mixtape. In today's episode, we are going to go over um, a really interesting album that I came across a couple of years ago and absolutely fell in love with via title. And then all of a sudden, title took it off. Yeah, shade, all a shade. They took it off. Um, but then when Anderson Pox... Uh, album came out recently, Oxnard. Um, they put it back onto the platform. The name of the album is called Yes Law, and it is by No Worries, which is a the dynamic duo of Knowledge, aka Glenn Earl Booth, and Anderson Pock, aka Brandon Pock Anderson. You know, I am a total fan of collaborations. I love seeing talented artists partner together to form collectives. We see this with the Little Brother crew out of the Carolinas. We see this with Lil Wayne and 2 Chains with the College Grove album. Talib and Mostef with Black Star. The Dreamville team with their Revenge of the Dreamers. And to see... Knowledge, who is one of the most underrated producers out there. I mean, he is really someone who produces amazing music content, is a genius, but a lot of people don't give him his due props, so I will give it to him. And Anderson Pock, who we know is this smooth, sultry R&B vocalist that um, is just slick with it. So I enjoyed listening to this album it is very cheeky. There are a lot of crazy snippets throughout the album. For example, there's a snippet from, uh, what is it? Players Club, where Diamond's like, you know, Garden Tool. The album is just interesting because it's like this ode to the past, to our history, talks a little bit about black culture, black history and music and, and entertainment. And they give ode to it while taking us through this journey of cheeky, interesting, sultry songs that hit you. The album was released in October of 2016 and was named by Enemies Magazine's Jordan Bassett as a sprawling languid affair running to 19 tracks of soulful hip-hop. Jim Carroll from the Irish Times called it an all-beats blazing set of the funk, and it was deemed an R&B lover and millennial must-have by Vibe. Rolling Stone named it one of the 15 best R&B albums of 2016. I wanted to share that because I think this album is also underrated and doesn't get the props that it properly deserves. 
And when I listen to this album and I'm listening to all these cool vibes and these amazing lyrics and the outros that are coming from pop culture and history, particularly in black history, I realized that there was this one song that I was just absolutely drawn to and I couldn't really understand why. And that song uh, we're going to spend some time on today, and that's Starlight. In examining Starlight, my favorite song on the album, it has this really nice, relaxed, smooth, sultry vibe that reminds you of like a jazz club or an intimate house party. You know, artists are pretty intentional when they're naming their albums and the titles of their songs. So I kept asking myself, what's this? What is Starlight? So I want to give you a little history on what Starlight is, and then we'll go into a quick overview of the storyline before we give the jewels and the lessons out of the bars. Before I fell in love with hip hop, I fell in love with math and chemistry. So by nature, I'm a chemist and I have an appreciation for chemical materials and equations, etc. And when I looked into Starlight, I discovered that it was a material, a chemical material that's able to withstand and insulate from extreme heat created by British chemist and hairdresser Maurice Ward during the 1970s and 80s, he received significant publicity after coverage of the material aired in um, a BBC science and technology show called Tomorrow's World. The interesting thing about Starlight is the composition has been a closely guarded secret within the family of Maurice Ward, and it is known to be able to withhold and insulate itself from extreme amounts of heat. Under certain tests, Starlight was claimed to be able to withstand attack by a laser beam that could produce a temperature of 10,000 degrees Celsius. So let's go into the storyline to get a sense of why No Worries might have named the song Starlight and named it after this chemical composition. I think what's so interesting about this particular story, this is one of those songs where I can vividly see the video playing out in my head. So let me set this up for you. I see him walking into a crowded house party and he sees this young woman in a corner. They find a private place to talk. He meets her and he's intrigued by her, her style, her aura, and he's studying everything about her. However, as he's getting to know her, he's concerned about her habits, especially as it relates to the way she treats her temple. You know, he's like, you know, when I met you, you were smoking struggle trees, um, eating gummies, drinking soda. So he recommends different ways for her that she can eat better. He's like, you know, I took you out the projects, hipped you to all my contacts. So he's like, I'm going to take you out of your situation, show you a better life. He introduces her to his contacts. And he shows her off to the public. You know, low-key a pretty woman situation. She then becomes a vegan and is treating her temple a lot better. She's running. She's taking care of herself. And in this moment, Anderson is like, it was at this moment that it appeared he fell in love. So he shed a tear. So after he's kind of made her into the woman that he wanted, he gets emotional about that. Things then get a little dicey, and she wants to fall back into her old ways. And he's like, wait, 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 you know, what's that? You've come too far to take the bus back. 
head to the sky until you touch that. And even when you're sun tapped, you're beaming like a starlight. So he's telling her things are getting dicey and she's like, I want to go back to my old ways or, you know, I don't understand what it is that you're doing here, Anderson. I'm going to fall back. And he's like, no, you know, like, where are you going? Why would you run to the days of the old? And even when you're sun tapped, right? Because sun tapped is someone who is close to the sun, close to enlightenment. He says, you're still beaming like a starlight. He said he wishes that he could be a Prince Charming for her because he's not He hasn't really been a good man to her, a faithful man to her. But he said, you know, I wish I could be Prince Charming, but that fairy tale stuff is not a reality. He's like, I'm nothing like Ken, and you've got bigger breasts than Barbie. So he's basically saying, no matter what, there's no such thing as a fairy tale. I care about you, but this is not a fairy tale situation. And then he proceeds to tell her he's now going on tour he's like me and Glenn just got this contract now he's saying that I changed like I'm doing all of this to stay the same so she's lamenting with him a bit and it's kind of like where are you going you're always out on the road you're not spending time and he's like but you know I got this music my music passion is is happening you know we're on tour and I need you to understand that At a high level, I just wanted to share this with you before we go into the three bars, because I want you to understand the setting, the tone. You know, this is a man who is trying and trying to court this woman, and he courts her, and he invests in her. He changes her a little bit for the better, and he's got her hook, line, and sinker. But then after a while, he's like, well, I'm doing my own thing now. Not that he's completely disregarding her, but he's, you know, I ain't gonna lie. He is a little bit disrespecting her. He's out doing his own thing, and she's like, where are you at? Um, And I feel like I'm saying this and I'm sure tons of women are like, that's me too, girl. No offense to the brothers. You know, this is how it happens. Men will court and court. And then once you have us, right, you know, you get a little comfortable. Let's be clear. So I just wanted to give you the big picture storyline so that when I get into the bars, you can understand. So let's get into the bars. We're going to break this discussion down into three parts. But before we do that, I just want to give ode and honor to... Anderson and Glenn sampling Gwen Carter's God is so good to me. I'm always very encouraged and inspired when I see that artists have used samples from music that particularly when they're gospel songs, like, for example, um, you know, we've talked about Demons by Lil Wayne and how that was sampled by uh, a Christian song called The Lord Has Me in His Hands. And this song was sampled by Gwen Carter, God Is So Good To Me. And it's the first like couple of like 10 to 12 seconds with the oohs and the ahs. In the first bar, we're going to discuss the subject of growth. Small talk and chit-chat, the God was never with that. But in fact, I'm pleased with the completion of the study. When I met you, you were drinking Coca-Cola, chewing gummies, smoking struggle tree, being foolish with your money. I took you out the projects, kept you to foreign concepts, linked you to all my contacts, showed you off to the comments. I whipped you up different dishes, fed you fruits and veggie sausage. Not a bitch of vegan through the week she had. In these bars, we explore the subject of growth. In 1 Corinthians 13, 11, it says, When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man or a woman, I put the ways of childhood behind me. In the song, Anderson Pock is speaking to how he 
meets this girl. She's drinking soda. She's chewing gummies, possibly edibles, smoking struggle tree. Could be bad weed, or maybe he's judging her for smoking weed, period, and being foolish with her money. So she was just pretty careless um, with life. And he's saying, I took you out the projects, hipped you to foreign concepts, linked you to all my contacts, showed you off to the comments. So he took her out of her situation, exposed her, right? And then introduced her to people that he knows and showed her off to the public. He then whips her up different dishes, feeds her fruits, veggie sausage. Now she's a vegan. And through the week, she's hiking Rainy and Canyon. So... She essentially grows and is pruned in the process through her experience with Anderson Pac meeting him. She goes through her own pruning process. Growth is a very painful process that we must all go through. And to be quite honest, it's a choice. You know, there are people who choose not to go through the growth process or what I would like to call the pruning process. Jennifer Hoffman, who absolutely is in love with pruning trees, talks about the importance of pruning and how it's related to life and how essentially your life is a tree and each branch is an interest or an activity or in a relationship, right? Each one requires energy to bear some sort of fruit. However, there may be some branches that are dying or diseased or beyond repair, Whenever you have an overfull life or you feel overwhelmed a lot of the time, it's some sort of sign that you've got too many branches and your energy is too diffuse to sustain everything. However, when you begin to prune things and get rid of things, you provide more vigor, more concentration and more focus and to the activity and the branches that remain. The lesson from this is it's okay at times to release things in order to grow into the person that you're supposed to be. Let's get into the second set of bars. Now what's that? You come too far to take the bus back. Head to the sky until you touch that. And even when you're sun tapped, you're beaming like a starlight. These bars are essentially talking about the form of ascension. In these bars, Anderson is speaking to her saying, you know, what's that? You've come too far to catch the bus back. She wants to head to her old ways. But he's saying when you head to the sky until you touch it, even when you're sun tapped and sun tapped is essentially the definition of being It's like think about being on a beach and you're laying on a beach and the sun is draining you. It's essentially sun drain. But the higher you go and the more that you ascend in your spiritual awakening, the closer and closer you will get to the sun and the more and more you will begin to feel that heat. And he's saying even in the midst of you being sun tapped and feeling the heat while you're being enlightened, you're still beaming like a starlight, which is this chemical composition that we spoke of at the top of today's show. Even in being close to the sun and feeling an insurmountable of heat, she's still beaming like a starlight. And when I looked at this for myself, I looked at this from two perspectives. One, I want to spend a little bit of time on the elements of a spiritual awakening. As you get closer and closer to the thing that God has called you to do, it will get uncomfortable. We just spoke of the importance of growth and pruning. But as you become enlightened, 
you know, there's the old added phrase that ignorance is bliss. When you don't know what's going on, you don't even, you know, it's you're in a happy space. But the more you become more aware and more enlightened of the things around you and the ways that things are operating or the ways that people are moving, you become enlightened. And sometimes enlightenment can lead to you being sad or feeling a little despondent about the ways of the world, etc. But in that spiritual awakening is very important for you to be very sensitive to your emotions and your feelings. And in the spiritual awakening, there are seven different elements that I quickly want to talk about. One is heightened sensitivity and awareness. So you will become very aware, you know, as your body is purified, purifying itself and the things that are no longer no longer serving you are beginning to remove, you will become very sensitive to, to things. Secondly, you'll experience physical changes. Sometimes, you know, areas where you may hold tension in the neck and the shoulders, the throat and the jaw. These are places that you may be carrying heaven bur- heavy burdens that you're afraid to let go out of fear of what others may think. Three is you may experience changes in mood and you may also become sensitive to the moods of others. So you'll have this heightened level of empathy and you may also find yourself dealing with emotional issues from your past. Four is changes in energy. You will start to see certain people in a certain way. You know, you will begin to figure out, you know, are there people energizing me, people that are taking away from me? Five, you'll have changes in your sleep pattern, a great deal of spiritual work, such as releasing old energies, healing and interrogation, integration rather, happens while you're sleeping. Six, you'll begin to see relationships change. Spiritual ascension will affect your relationships. And it's sometimes difficult because we can be scared to lose the people we love. However, those who are meant to be in your life uh, will embrace this new version of you. And you'll also find new people who are at that vibrational level. And then seven is you'll kind of have a sense of Longing, You may experience a little bit of loss or be a bit nostalgic. I just wanted to mention that because in you ascending and becoming sun-tapped and closer to God, the universe, whoever you serve, the light, it's really important that you are being very cognizant of the changes that you may experience physically, emotionally, and mentally as it relates to that spiritual awakening. Let's get into the third and final bar. I'm busy in the world, no me and Glenn just got a contract. Now you say I change, like I'm doing all of this to stay the same. Well, this third and final bar speaks to the lesson of enlightenment. In these bars, Anderson is speaking to his girlfriend, saying that now she says that he's changed, like he's doing all of these things to stay the same, because he's all of a sudden very busy in the world. Working with Glenn, the two of them is no worries, working on their new contract, working on their new music. And Anderson has probably been a bit of a defunct boyfriend and is not around much. On her MTV Unplugged album, Lauren Hill says, anything that's not growing is dead. People will often hold you emotionally hostage for growing because sometimes the new you, or should I say the more evolved you, is someone they don't recognize. In examining starlight, we look at the importance of growth, ascension, and enlightenment. I think one of the most important parts of those three elements 
is ascension. And in the ascension, we are experiencing and discussing the importance of being starlight. I want you to think about moments where you have been forced to be starlight, this material that is able to withstand and insulate from extreme heat. And I want you to email me at julie at albummixtape.com and tell me how you navigated that. As I look back on my life's experiences, I realize how far I've come, how unlikely my story is, and how I've come too far to turn back. In ascension, the closer you become to the sun, the more sun-tapped you become. Being sun-tapped often comes with great enlightenment, but it can also leave you feeling drained. The key is to become a substance that can withstand an insurmountable amount of heat. When I look at the song, I realize the reason I've had a myriad of hot experiences in my life is because I'm starlight, but I bet you have too. When things get hot and you're feeling completely sun-tapped, know that God is completely in it and that he is refining and changing you for what you're meant to be, not just for yourself, but ultimately for his kingdom. Until next time.